0: Well, yeah. Welcome, this is Alice, madly looking at me with thumbs up like a producer. Are we good? Sounding yeah. all right? Good. Then welcome to the Metal Hammer podcast. It is episode sixty-nine. Nice. Uh, the, new episode, the new issue of Metal Hammer. Pause <laughs> on that I for a moment. No, that's not. I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shame on me. Uh, the new issue of Metal Hammer is out this week. Feels like this has been a long time coming for this band for their first debut. Full worldwide cover run. Uh, We're really excited about it, and you should be as well because, for the first time ever, for the full cover run all across the world, Sabaton come to the cover of Metal Hammer. We are going behind the scenes at their biggest gig ever. They play to about 30,000 people at this big military festival in the Czech Republic. It was ridiculous. Um, And we're going for the full inside look. Uh, how one of the most unlikely bands in metal became one of the biggest bands in metal. Uh, so if you're into Sabaton, and Lord knows you should be because they're wicked, you want to pick this up. The issue also comes with a free Sabaton sticker pack, and as far as ridiculous free gifts go, this has got to be up there, a free tank, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. A free Sabaton <laughs> tank. You cut it out, fold it together yourself. You've got a, a mini, um, oh, I forget if it's Wacky or we'll Joachim, Joachim. Joachim. You get a free little Sabaton, man, to stick in the front of the tank as well. It's the most ridiculous but most brilliant free gift we've ever done. So free Sabaton sticker pack, free tank, exclusive interview with the band at the biggest gig ever. Uh, It's all things Sabaton. There's also a free Avenged Sevenfold poster pack in there because Avenged Sevenfold the Wicked. Um, Also inside the issue, we do a special piece on the tours that went to shit. The most explosive tours in metal history, featuring Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Sepultura, Death, and more. We give you the secret stories behind Ramstein's new songs. We've got them all fully translated, and we go inside the stories behind those that you might not know about. Uh, we tell you how a haunted house saved Black Sabbath's career. It's just as weird as it sounds. It happened. Uh, and we also give you the story behind Highland 's amazing rise because they've basically become the world's biggest cult band, effectively. And the man to my left, Mr. Jonathan Seltzer. I should have said, by the way, I'm Mel, I'm joined here by Alison Jonathan. Hi, guys. Hi. Well, he- well, hello to you. <laughs> I've completely screwed this, haven't I? Oh well, but yeah, Jonathan, you wrote the the piece on High Lung, didn't I you? I did.
1: Well, I've been I've been a, a, like a huge fan of them ever since I first kind of discovered them, like. I had the album about, the first album about three or four years ago. I just thought, this is this is kind of really odd and amazing. And um, yeah, they played I Megas mean, Blood and blew everyone away. Just no one knew what was going to hit them. It was their second ever show. And now they're playing the Roundhouse on their second ever UK show in less than a year. So it's I mean,
0: huge. To put that into perspective, and you know, this is a band that do these kind of tribalist. I mean, it's not even metal in the traditional sense. It's, not, no,
1: it's, a, it's kind of shamanic. Iron Age folk, or yeah, amplified history as they call it.
0: Exactly, like so. Yeah, shamanic folk bands that have managed to headline and sell out um, a venue in London. That bands like Parkway Drive, Whilst He Sleeps, um, and various others. And the sugar have taken literally years and years to get to. Yeah, Opeth, Opeth even. Opeth as well, yeah. Um, you know, the Roundhouse has become quite a good litmus test for metal bands in terms of mm. bands that look ready to get up to the next level and all the rest of it. And they've gone and done it on, what you say,
1: their second ever London show? Second ever London show. Ridiculous. It, 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 literally almost a year to the day, just over a year after they first played London. And that first show sold out months in advance. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, it's more than just a spectacle. It, you know, people connect, people feel very connected to it. If it was just a spectacle. It would um, be Sabaton. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> mate. But uh, <laughs> I think you'll find there's more to Sabaton than spectacle. They've got their own history,
0: history channel. That's yeah. Where's yeah. Highland's yeah. history channel? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that, I would love to see that. That'd be that'd be even yeah. better than the Sabaton history channel. That'd be mad. But wouldn't it? it obviously connects to people in a very kind of profound way as well, too. It does. Yeah. And yeah. may I say, you did a fantastic piece with it as well. Okay. Well, they actually. Up- Thank you very much. Well, that's actually really fun and really down to earth. Um, but, you know, kind of kooky too, as you'd as you'd hope. Absolutely. Uh, and you should pick that up right now. That is in the aforementioned
0: issue, as is Jonathan's piece uh, on Garl, uh who is a black metal icon that decided to leave black metal behind for his fascinating new solo album. Yeah. That's
1: in there as well. Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's such an interesting character and a unique character. So, I mean, it's still extreme metal. It's just... And there's one song that has maybe... You can... The first song has a little bit of black metal in it. But it just... Covers lot. It, Girls always done his own thing, whether it's black metal or not, and um, and it's just you know it's more about what's going on inside his strange head than on um, what genre it is. Yeah, totally. And those are those are the dynamics, and it's one of the most spectacular albums, and um, he's such an interesting, interesting individual. And you can find out just how interesting in that issue. Uh, went to Bergen to talk to in person. I went to Bergen. There you go. Come on,
0: access people. That's what we're talking about. Uh, we also have brand new interviews with the likes of Baroness. We go inside their maddeningly awesome new album. Uh, Katonic Eleanor went to Taiwan to hang out with Freddie Lim and go into Taiwanese Parliament uh, and go to a, a massive metal festival out there that Katonic were actually headlining. And we got the interviews with Motionless and White as well and the damn things, loads of stuff in there. Uh, all those really cool aforementioned Sabaton gifts, only in the new issue of Metal Hammer out this week. And if you're a big Sabaton fan and you're thinking, I would love it if they did a bundle with those guys as well, we certainly are. So watch this space. That's going to be announced very soon. Science shit, all of it. It's all in there. It's very good. (sighs) Yeah, quite. Uh, Right, we go into the news affecting metal this week. Uh, Some very sad news to start with, in that Dave Mustaine has announced that he's battling throat cancer. Um, He said in a statement he posted on Megadeth's website, I've been diagnosed with throat cancer. It's clearly something to be respected and faced head-on, but I've faced obstacles before. I'm working closely with my doctors and we've mapped out a treatment plan which they feel has a 90% success rate. Treatment has already begun. Unfortunately, this requires that we cancel most shows this year. Um, He does go on to say that the 2019 Mega Cruise will happen and the band will be a part of it in some form. All up-to-date information will be at megdeath.com as we get it so yeah really sad news there obviously Dave um, seems to be facing this very positively um, but uh, uh, as he says stay tuned to Megadeth.com and also MetalHammer.com as well for all the updates on that and obviously goes out saying we're all sending uh,
1: power and strength to, to Dave Mustaine yeah just as a bit of context as well he's, he's not the first artist that's had, had, to, sub, had to face the same thing but, you know there's that Norwegian band Oroblot yeah. and, and he, he had thrown cancer and he came through it and there's actually a documentary about his um, about his journey, and they're still playing gigs. They played Desert Fest last year, so it's um, it's not insurmountable. Not insurmountable. But Really hope that I mean, absolutely no doubt that Dave
0: will face it all with the same stubborn tenacity that he, he always has. Um, but yeah, that's that's obviously the man's a singer. That's a that's a big deal. So uh, we'll 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 stay tuned to to the Megadeth camp for that, and then hope we get some good news from that soon. Um, and speaking of good news, there is some good news across Metal this week. Why don't you tell us what's going on, Alice?
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as always happens after download, which we will get to, by the way.
2: Um, so everyone's announcing UK tours. i um, a modern math with Arch Enemy.
0: Yes, they're playing Brixton on my birthday weekend. I'm really excited about that.
2: Alter Bridge, Clutch, Delane, Fever 333 as well. Um, so there's loads and loads of them have been announced you can check them all out on
0: metalhammer.com. Um, it's already looking forward to that crazy
1: autumn period where everyone's playing at once yeah there's another big tour that's been announced that I like the they're mix numerous. of bands yeah that I can't quite get my head around which is um, Volbeat and Baroness
0: in the UK? yeah I band, didn't know
1: that yeah playing in Brixton I think, I, think it's, I think it's December how have I completely missed this? Because uh, cause you're not Live's editor So you don't have to Keep ch- checking up On bands Bands in town Dot com Or whatever else <laughs> um, Every day
2: Yeah Conjurer
0: As well Has it officially Been announced? Oh uh, yeah I can see it on uh, I can see it on um, Yeah Songkick It's on there Yeah I can, And Danko Jones I
1: can, Yeah, I, yeah just, I can kind of see I can kind of Kind of see those three in some ways. You know, Danco Jones will like the rock out bit of um, Volbeat. Uh, Baroness there's a, a little bit of a some move towards a kind of musical middle ground, but they just do it in their own still totally amazing and psychedelic way. So, it's, it's, but I still think Volbeat and Baroness is a bit of a weird mix. Um, I, I really hope. Um, Volby yeah. fans give Baroness a time of day
0: I completely missed this because it, I it, I, 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 just, I did get the press release and it, it's about a Volby headline and tour being announced and then further down it goes supported by Baroness and Danko Jones which is, yeah. is wow that's crazy yeah I mean yeah it's a funny one both know their way around the riff mm-hmm. both kind of could be loosely bracketed in the rock and roll section of music I guess
1: yeah I mean the thing is with Volbeat though, I kind of wonder if Volbeat fans are like this kind of you know, they buy two records um, a year. Maybe. You know, they're those types. Like, I mean, they're a good time party band, no doubt about it. Yeah, it was like when I the last time I saw them live and it was like whacking and it was rammed, but you tell a lot of people, I don't know, just um, it's not because they're kind of invested in the whole world of rock and roll, it seems a very safe idea of rock and roll to me interesting well
0: uh we will see how that all goes down i think that's an interesting mix i think yeah it'll be mm. interesting to see how volby's fans um you know Volbeat, or me, have always been seen you know and a lot of people that rate them very highly on record as well but definitely seem to come into their own in the live realm um and baroness literally one of the best bands in the world at the moment in my opinion but between Danko Jones and Volby, you could see people not. I don't mean this in a patronizing way. You could definitely see people not appreciating them.
1: Actually, i much. I can see people. I can see that those fans appreciating Danko Jones more than Baron. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're if you're looking for like some instantaneous like fun yeah march, it's um, I mean, not quite good. at Yeah. Um, that. yeah so I mean,
0: not that they don't have a few though. No, but the
1: reason why Danko Jones is so good is he's a very kind of like. Simple idea of rock and roll, and you need bands to do that and do it really well. Um, And there's nothing complex about Danko Jones, which is why I love them. Mm. Uh, There's a lot of complex stuff about Baroness, which is why I love them. But um, yeah, that's why I can see the the link between Danko and um, Volbeek better. We will see what happens.
0: Uh, More rock stars chucking people's phones about news. Yeah. Um, Tom Morello uh, was caught on video uh, grabbing So Tom, I think uh, a lot of people have been invited on stage to jam along with Tom um, at a gig and someone tried to take a selfie with him while he was playing and so he grabbed the phone,
1: chucked it into the crowd. <laughs> Thoughts? Good on him. <laughs> These things? Yes? Yeah, I'm 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 down for this kind of behaviour.
0: Right, Alice, you were very not keen on Rob Halford kicking a fan's phone out every time. Um, um, what do you think of this? I
2: just think, you know...
1: So I know, like okay. I just
2: think it's their
0: property, it's a lot of money. It's not just like But isn't the stage kind of like the band's property in a way at that point. Well not
2: really. See <laughs> See, well not
1: legally. Yeah, see no. My view on it is that you know the point of going to gigs is you lose yourself in something bigger. And that's that's a whole different thing from the way your culture's going of like everything is just some kind of self-obsessed opportunity and um, and so why you, if you're not there to experience something bigger than yourself and to lose yourself in that and you're just there to kind of do selfies um, you I think yeah, you're for the wrong reason I think I think it should be um, it should be made to feel that's a bad thing if I was in a like, the, the one thing that really annoys me if I was in a band and you, you see this sometimes in the underworld where people turn their back to you and then they take an, and they take and they take Selfie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was in a band, um, I would I would be sorely tempted to commit violence upon that person. Fucking <laughs> out. That's, that's very I think, extreme. Yeah. yeah. I don't really
2: care. Like I think if that's the way that they're enjoying it, then that's fine. Like I think a lot of these rock stars that do these kind of things, I feel like it's like they're too they're too big for their boots. It's like an arrogance. Like um, why do you think that you can't do exactly how I say? Because like, mm. I'm the artist, and it's just like. I like humble people, and a humble musician wouldn't act that way um, but a rock bands. star would yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't yeah. want
1: all rock stars to be humble on stage on, in person
2: but it's not even like part of their character either it's just like a sort of you know like if it was like a black metal artist or like a punk artist or something and they have this like online like on stage sort of character to like uphold then fair enough, but when it's just like someone that's
1: someone trying to take a but, selfie with a oh, member yeah. of Sun it's just but I find this I find this a lot in people and I find this a lot at gigs that people can't read a room and they can't understand you know just the ambience in the room like whether it's like if it's with someone like really quiet uh, like a really quiet band um, someone, pe- someone talking really loudly and they're just not realising that's just not what you do like if some let's just say like Neurosis or like S- Steve Kelly or Scott Scott Kelly or Steve, until we're doing a solo gig, is this absolute magical thing, and someone's um, turning around and and doing a selfie with them. And I've seen people do this, some something similar at Eamon Ra acoustic shows, and that's not a good thing. That's that that should you, people should be made to feel ashamed for it. I'm kind of really militant about this. Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I
2: would just be like, excuse me, that person over there. <laughs> like you've got the stage, you've got the entire stage, yeah. you've got the entire audience captivated. You can embarrass them without like destroying the property. Yeah, <laughs> like, wait, I mean, wait, I, wait. I don't think someone would do that at an acoustic show. <laughs> and, I, and I
1: have actually seen bands over overreact to people talking at gigs, mm-hmm. and it, it, yeah,
0: sure. I, th- I think there's a, I think there's a, I think there's a, well, there's lines there, and everyone has to kind of draw their own. Really, I, d- I do think, you know, apparently when with the Rob Halver thing, someone was shining a light in his face. I do think that's grounds to be annoyed by. In the case of actually being on stage with a band, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's justified, but I think if you're on stage at a rock concert and you're upset because your th- your phone gets damaged, you know what I mean? Why have you fuck have you got it out? Like, Why have you got it out? Case, like?
2: like, I I think it would be fine if it wasn't for the fact that like I think he'd been asked by Morello to like. Not take a selfie or something like. Twice. But even if he
0: hadn't, I just think, why have you got your phone out on a stage at but a like, rock gig? If, you if you if are asking for something tried, to happen.
2: But if he if he try if he did try and take a selfie on a stage, like I've seen, I've seen fans do that when they've been brought on stage, and the the like whoever's the musician is fine with it. Yeah, cool. But course. Like, if he said to them, "No, can you not take a selfie? Can you not take a selfie?" And then he did anyway, then I get it. Like I'm like, well, fair. Yeah. he got his phone back at the end anyway, which I think is fine. But if he hadn't, I'd probably be a bit more annoyed about I just, it. I just
1: think it's a massive amount of disrespect to behave like that. I don't know, and, because um,
2: you're paying a lot of money to see it. And like, like I think if it was me on stage, like I'd be like really, really grateful that these people really care who I am and but, really but, like me enough to want a selfie with me. And I would kind of be like, but, well, but, you know, they're, they're the ones that are keeping me...
1: I, th- in this job. I think they care No, but he's keeping <laughs> himself
0: in the job, isn't he? Mm. Like if it. No
2: one turned out though.
0: Well, that's because, he, but, that, but that's because he put out shit music, not because he's. Not
2: not just that, but like if they're all downloading it for free and if no one wanted to spend. The yeah, money no,
0: that's true. Money. Yeah, they've actually made what you know, is a step up in today's like society. Yeah, that's true. they do
2: like they care about, and like I think that just yeah, I just think that. Fans are really, really important. Yeah they are. Um, actually absolutely. respected a bit more than I think. A well,
1: lot I I, th- I think it, I think it goes both ways. Um, I, like I said, I think I think like especially turning your back up to do a selfie is massive amount of disrespect. And it's just completely the kind of ego-driven social media thing that my wow. The debate
0: rages on, clearly, is the moral of the story. Uh right. I'm gonna put a little uh Disclaimer onto this download review about we're about to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyone that follows me on Twitter knows um, I had an absolute fucking nightmare trying to get on site to download. So I didn't get on site until about six thirty on the Saturday. In the end, so my contribution to this download uh, review might be a little bit compromised compared to normal. Um, but we will uh, we'll go through everything we did see. Uh, there was still a ton of stuff worth talking about. Um, one of the biggest lineups ever as we talked about last week Um, Alice you of course were up there on the Friday Um, do you want to talk about any highlights from the Friday that you saw Um, Opa they were really really good Um, so they were on the second stage apparently that was packed wasn't it it was absolutely packed that's a really good sign really yeah because really I wasn't sure How that would go down Because it felt like A bit of an odd placing For them Given what the rest Of the lineup On the stage Looked like that day
2: Yeah I mean Deadline Ritual Was really dead was
0: really, really Geezer's empty. new band Yeah it was Right
2: really dead, Like just empty And um, then it completely Filled up vopath Which was surprising But really cool
0: What was the atmosphere like And um, well, also What kind of set Did they play Was it mostly Proggy stuff Or did they chuck in Some uh, Classic jams
1: Death metal vocals growly vocals
2: I think it was more proper stuff from what I can remember right Um, but it was absolutely packed and the crowd was loving it it was like really really energetic like really lively crowd like really obviously paying attention really liking the music so that was
1: good I see I guess you can't really play if you're playing download you have to play some of the more older growly stuff yeah of course
0: Uh, what else did you see on Friday Um, did you see out the gates how was that?
2: It was amazing. It's completely packed for other
0: games as well. Well, yeah, headlining George the f- the fourth stage.
2: Yeah, absolutely packed. Like they really like. I th- I think it was a bit insulting to have them in that on that stage. To be honest, because they're like a really, really, really important band, and um, they were on the main stage of Bloodstock last year. So to like downgrade them that much, like that significantly. But where
0: else could you put them where they could still get the atmosphere that comes from being in a tent like that?
2: But, but the tent was just irritating because it was too small and people couldn't see. And there's like there's about four giant pillars in that stage, so most people couldn't see. But they were kind of stuck behind them because there were so many people in there they couldn't wow. be a gap, um, which was really irritating to me. And seeing as, like, Behemoth were on the main stage the next day, it just felt a bit, like,
0: Yeah, because they, they toured together recently, didn't they? Well, yeah. Behemoth have a bigger show, and they're a bigger band in 2019.
2: Yeah, but they're, they're not, like, as significant as At The Gates, and I do think it's still, like,
0: No, but, I mean, strange. to me, it's... An, I'm, not, I'm not saying that was the best place to put At The Gates, but to me... It's a no brainer who you'd put on the main stage of Download Out of Behemoth and At the Gates in 2019. But
2: I, I just find it strange that Behemoth were on the main stage. Right? Um, like if, if then At the Gates is so far down, like in the smallest stage.
0: Yeah, but headlining it, it's I a mean. Like, headlining a stage is, is a bigger. Position to play than playing a few slots down on the second stage or something. In my but, opinion, actually,
1: I thought both both attempts were a bit small for a festival of, of that scale. Yeah. I thought I, I was surprised by how small the um, the dog the avalanche stage was as well too. Mm. I
0: didn't go um, in there. there. Uh, yeah, that wasn't too metal hammery that stage for
1: most
2: no, people. It was yeah. very like punky.
1: I, I, don't, I don't know, no, was, no, the dog tooth yeah. stage was pretty. Was, well, the dog two stage was pretty small. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in there quite a lot. Yeah, it's just I mean, like the second stage, like the the tent at da- at Bosdop was about three times the size of that, at, mm-hmm. full, um, at least. And what well, the safety stage? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's the second stage, though, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's still, but but I'm just saying you can you can have much bigger tents than that, <laughs> than than the um... what a deep, comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then the you know you can the, have bigger tents than this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's but.
2: Very, it's much Downscale from the second stage. It's like yeah, the second yeah. stage is huge. Yeah, there's nothing
1: in between. And
2: then it's feels like a drop-off. Yeah, I
1: don't right, remember okay. I don't remember the stages at download the, the tents being that quite that small. Mm-hmm. And you can't see anything at, at any of the stages. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, okay. interesting stages. Um was it what
0: but in terms of the bands, what you could see of them at the gates very good. See them. Um, hear them. Did they sound good? Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it good. was good.
2: But um, I mean, that stage had packed out for 12 Foot Ninja earlier on and uh, Ginger as well. Wow. It was completely packed. Like 12 Foot Ninja I couldn't even get into. Really? Partly because it was raining at the time, but also because people were already in there. Mm. Um, and I can't remember who was on the main stage during that, but
0: it would have been some kind of rock and rolly band because <laughs> of it was
2: <a> bit yeah <laughs> but um, it was really really packed
0: like really and Ginger packed. as well Ginger's a band that Ginger is really one of those packed. things where they haven't had a m- load of media support yet um, no. we're going to do some stuff when they're coming up um, but on a grassroots level they seem to be really striking a chord with metalheads yeah I mm. think
2: they really like a lot of te- techy sort of metal fans like them they've got that sort of broad appeal mm. of like really technical but also,
1: like, they've got the death row vocals and stuff like that, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've got a very... Uh, aside just from the vocals, there's a presence. They've got a very powerful front row Tatiana as well.
2: Yeah,
1: she is. I see. So Opeth, good. At the Gates, good, but
0: busy. Uh, Ginger, 12th sort and of Ninja, good, but busy. Um, you were very excited about Death Leopard. Did, did you go watch Death Leopard? I
2: actually watched some of Death Leopard, most of Hysteria, and then... I went and watched At the Gates because um, oh, was I found it. that the crowd was just really like meh
0: for Def Leppard really yeah
2: like there was just it's something missing like they did a really really awesome show like it looked really really cool but uh, and unless you were right down the front the energy wasn't there mm. which like the uh, like around about where I was standing for most of the stuff on the main stage there was energy usually like for the rest of the weekend some of the other main stage um acts Um, there was energy from that point because I was sort of by one of the speakers so I knew exactly where I was it was like the same sort of distance every time Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: yeah it was kind of lacking during Def Leppard so
1: was the crowd too young do you think to really get it I don't know
2: like I know some people went day tickets for Def Leppard and there were a lot of people dressed up for it and like Mm. really excited about it like obviously they're for Def Leppard in their like leggings and um, fake wigs like big hair and Pop stuff like that. yeah and body shame up leopard fans a sight <laughs> seeing so many blokes in leggings quite honestly um there's one guy in a thong oh suit god as well. um he was very brave very brave. <laughs> <laughs> like, his entire ass was on show um oh, dear. the and people just like wherever he was going were just laughing out loud um
0: Do you think that some of the... um, Do you think some of it could be because it was just so rainy and so muddy and by the time you get to that first Friday, it's just felt like a slog for a lot of people because the the village area was fucked. Like, it was... I mean just a bog. I suppose
2: like if you come on the Thursday the only thing really to do on Thursday night would be to get completely hammered because in, in how your else tent are you, how else are you gonna cope with yeah, yeah exactly that? Okay. yeah 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 so I suppose maybe there were a lot of hungover people yeah um but, interesting. but at the same time out the gates was absolutely buzzing so I yeah. don't
0: know interesting all right so that's right you didn't catch any of Rob Zombie did you no. No. I People I know that did said it was reliably Rob Zombie, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so, Saturday, aka the day I didn't get there until stupid o'clock. Um, Eleanor has sent us some notes. She's off this week for her birthday. Happy birthday, oh. Um, she sent us some notes, though. So, these are her Saturday notes. Uh, Underside, uh, who played the Dog Teeth stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite low down on Dog stage on the Saturday. Elle saw them. Uh, Nepalese metalers, of course, that El has um, spent some time with in Nepal. And Elle said of their set, having been to Nepal and to see them play their own festival, I was hyped for this. My heart went out to them because they suffered technical difficulties and had to stop, but the crowd was really on their side and cheered their support and waited for them. That was really nice to see. They came back with Sky Burial. I presume that's one of their songs. And it was fucking brilliant. The Dancing Demon was there too. The Lackey, I think it's called. Singer Avishak got into metal because of slipknot, so I was stoked for him that they played the same day. <laughs> Just ran them aside there. They're on a roll, and I hope they keep landing good tours and getting the exposure they deserved. So Underside smashed it despite technical difficulties, it sounds like. That's good. Um, who else has she got here? We watched some of Power
2: Trip.
0: Ah, good, yeah. Elle says Power Trip, really solid. Trash on the main stage in 2019. Fuck yes, really the Axe. I was really glad to miss Power Trip. Yeah, me too. I didn't yeah, get that really, in time. Very really good. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like really, really good. How
0: was the crowd? Did they get a big crowd?
2: Yeah, like people were For just that time of the day. around. I guess no one was really in the sort of vibe of like, yeah, but there was still an energy there, Ooh. like from pretty far back as well. So
0: that's yeah, such a great good. band. I'm glad that they did well. Um you guys saw behemoth? Yes.
1: And of course. Yeah. Great. Good. I thought the field could have been busier. So it wasn't raining considering it wasn't actually raining it was actually actually, like it was really sunny when they played And the minute they came off another downpour started but when you compare them to some of the other acts a bit later on I thought but uh, the ones that there were loving it they never put on they never put on a bad show I'm glad um, it's a
0: big it's an important gig you know we're just talking about um, a lot of extreme metal veterans at the festival playing inside the tent Um, this is an extreme metal band a very modern extreme metal band playing the main stage at Donington so I'm glad it went well.
1: Yeah, they, um, yeah, it was a really good set list they did as well, too. And, um, yeah, they, uh, just ended up on a complete high. It was, um, great. They were really good.
0: Eleanor said, it was really weird to see that stage set up stretched across the main stage, and on the main stage, it felt evil and subversive. I was personally excited to see them do Bart my favourite from the last record. Then I thought they'd finish, but they came back on and all had a drum. Or oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, did some kind of collective drum thing. They did that in London, didn't they? They did, yeah. Uh, apparently they'd done this before, but I wasn't caught enough to know. Five upside-down crosses out of five. That's a great...
1: Yeah, that would, would have been even better in, if it wasn't Daylight. But that's always the case with those yeah, kind of definitely. bands. But
2: I think it's still like the crowd was really like, into it, which was really cool to see.
1: What are you
0: chucking around the studio? The studio, I was about to say. The boardroom we booked out. Um, Have you been taking
1: selfies again with rock stars? Yeah. (laughs) Got
0: distracted taking a podcast selfie. Um, Elle saw The Who, uh, smashing that global metal quota uh, this weekend. Um, Having seen them at the Mongolian embassy, she couldn't wait for this. Sadly, I couldn't get in the tent. Oh, Um, (laughs) I managed to inch inside but couldn't see anything. They sounded great though. would get them a bigger stage. So definitely a, a run-in theme of the metal. Far too I don't say metal being underestimated because there's loads of metal on the main stage but maybe more underground and obscure metal bands being a bit underestimated at Download because everyone was interested to see them all. Yeah,
2: definitely. And I think like the Avalanche I think was a bit bit bigger than the Dog Tooth. It was, I mean. yeah. Yeah, it would have been with the and bands. So thing. I think they were kind of like hoping that it would be like the old school Download group per- Crowd of like a lot of pop punk and what was kind of like really popular in the the naughties kind of thing, and, mm. but it's kind of fading out a lot of that kind of stuff. And I think that they're not bringing in as bigger crowds so as a lot of the metal. That's band. really
1: interesting. Do you think it's because people are growing out of them, or
2: I think like I think there's just not as much of it anymore. It's just like that you know things go in swings and yeah, around there's no the new blues. bands coming through apart from yeah. Neck Deep and a few. I mean, Necros and the Gimme give like like I listened to when I was about thirteen. Yeah, 13. I hated them twenty years ago. That like yeah. You know. it just, Long time ago that they came around, and zebrahead as well.
0: Like, I can remember them being around. Are they on here? fucking out, yeah, I'm real big fish. Yep. Yeah, they probably make up me first and they give me give me gimme, don't they?
1: <laughs> I, I will say this is about British festivals as a whole, so I'm not picking on download, but I think we're quite conservative compared to generally speaking to a lot of to a lot of festivals on the continent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really have that many kind of curated festivals. And they don't really take punts on bands that are... But very often, having said that, you know, they did have Patushka and Dianver, which was very brave for them.
0: Dianver was very brave, yeah, we'll get but to that yeah, in a minute.
2: Yeah, um, BMP, like, following on from that, I'm going to Copenhagen this weekend, and, like, uh-huh. there's a lot of the download line um at Copenhagen, but then you've got stuff like... Um, Helo and um, that kind of stuff. So
1: it's like... Yeah, it's, it's the same with Hellfest. It's kind of very downloading one side and then there's, there's loads of extreme... and yeah, but black metal. And, and, and like, but, you know, really connoisseur stuff. And also if you're a hardcore fan, connoisseur stuff, like yeah. proper hardcore bands as well too. And we don't really have... A, we don't have an equivalent of that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like everything's just... I mean, we have damnation for the more extreme stuff and incineration, mm-hmm. but there's no vessel that combines all of those I see
0: Um, did either of you see Trivium who I actually predicted to potentially be a weekend stealer and then was gutted because I was in the the car from the train station thinking I've made it and then they actually played an hour earlier than I thought I was going to and I fucking missed it and it looked amazing and apparently they got a really big crowd and I'm gutted Uh, L did see them um, and she said yes Trivium in capital letters clearly excited about being there Matt did a heartfelt speech about how the UK had first embraced them here 14 years ago mm. <laughs> She thought, I love sever the hand it's her favourite Trivium song uh, then they ended, they ended with in waves with that twinkly intro plus that crushing whiff and Matt's crushing riff not crushing <laughs> whiff <laughs> I'll, with I'll, that... I'll start for that creaky chair sound. yeah exactly uh, with that twinkly intro plus that crushing riff And Matt's, in ways, raw, it was proper goosebump territory. The crowd was basically the sizes for a headliner and everyone was on their side. What a moment. So even though I didn't see it in the flesh, I'm standing by my assertion that Trivium stole some of the weekend. So well done to them. (laughs) Um, So, so good as we keep saying uh, that they are just back in an amazing place right now. Um, what else happened, what else can we talk about do you see carcass, you were going to see carcass yes. and? Uh,
2: they were brilliant did you get in the tent? I did Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was a little bit more spacey than at the gates
0: did
1: there they clash with Slipknot?
2: Um, no
1: oh, okay. no they didn't, they clashed with Hellstorm and a little bit of the Antford okay. they clashed with, the- yes yes, because I went Not. out to get a drink and I was
2: like what is this? to so what? Like,
0: Oh, come on! <laughs> I was like, no, no, it sounds like
2: my neighbours playing really, really bad club music next door. You're so wrong. By so like that. the, the, the <laughs> thing is, there was
1: only ten minutes of overlap anyway. But uh, it's like, but carcass were good. Yeah, really,
2: really good. Yeah.
0: Sweet. Well, let's let's talk about DiAmund then, because at first I was of the opinion that this booking wasn't as controversial as it might have been, and then a I joined. The download, uh, well, at least one download kind of focus Facebook group and people were not happy. (laughs) I I mean, I know like on the Internet, negative voices are are often amplified um, unfairly, Mm -hmm. but definitely a few people that are not feeling this book in. Alice is definitely one of them. What did you think, Jonathan? I, I know you're actually a fan, so... I
1: love Dientverde and it's... I, I don't normally go to download, it's actually one of the main reasons I went. Oh, wow! Yeah, that, that, them, Tool, and obviously Slayer were, were the main reasons I went to download. Um, they're just from another planet. Uh, well, South Africa, but, uh, <laughs> but... But they're just one of those bands that um, I know, But I know so many metalheads who love Dientverde and I, I can't really put my finger on why. But you know, Because they're, they're different. They they're don't different.
0: they do not fit I know they sound like a dance band and they're hip hop and stuff, but they, they yeah. don't fit into that no, they don't. realm properly. No, no they I just mean,
1: don't. They, it's funny, it's like they're both like completely embedded into this kind of boa South African backwards kind of vibe. Um and yet they're they're absolutely huge and kind of weirdly alien at the same time. And no, it's that kind of thing of like being very t- in touch with your roots, but um being something way bigger than that at the mm. same time I think that relates um, I just love the fact that you can't really tell where they're coming from either it's just like the first time I saw them was that Zefside documentary and I couldn't tell if it was a piss take or if it was real for real and I didn't really matter either way because it was so surreal and everything was so perfectly timed and uh, yeah they just they just kind of twist my head around And really, especially when you see the videos but what about the gig? the gig was, was pretty mostly amazing I, I wish it had a bit more stage production yeah, um, there was I just like that. one rise. There's one riser with uh, video screens on it, and obviously the big screens on the side. But I, I wanted something at the back. So, uh, but just watching Ninja's kind of weird, sort of uncomprehending face at what who's facing. Just like I mean, he used to just. They, they actually,
0: yeah, they walked out and said, "We don't know what the fuck we're doing here." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 But um, but the field was rammed all the way to the back, and just you know, just seeing fatty boom boom, and just. He's, he's also like technically an amazing rapper. He and is really. And yeah. it's just it's kind, it's kind of a spectacle. But I think I wonder if you hadn't bought into them already, if you haven't seen the videos, and you hadn't lost your, yourself in this whole surreal world, what what would you make of it? Well, but, seeing
0: seeing, I haven't seen them at Reading, and Elle says the same thing in her notes on the words. The difference between them being in a field full of rock fans and metalheads and being in front of a field of a lot of kids on Mandy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that it took a little longer for
1: people to get it and I'm still not convinced everyone did get it even by the end everyone I well I looked around and everyone was really just really genuinely into it oh cool like I said
0: even. I mean me by the end but by the time they played like uh, Baby and Fire and all that kind of stuff like like it it, it really picked up but you could tell the difference between people latching onto the heavier songs and the songs they recognise compared to just the kind of more slower yeah there was one Happy House
1: ish song which I wasn't too keen on Uh, but yeah, I just thought it, was, I thought it was really brave them to do it. And you, you need these kind of curveballs at festivals uh, if they're well judged. And I thought that was really well judged. Cool. All right.
0: Um, what else? I guess we should talk about Slipknot then. Yeah. Um, did you watch Slipknot, Alice, or not? Yeah. Okay. I bloody did. So, um, so basically, I don't think there is a better way to start a set in modern metal than people equal shit. It I works. genuinely don't know if there is. That one more time motherfucker just feels like a proper like, ah, come on,
1: and the way they're you say one more time and, at the beginning of a set, though? Yeah, <laughs> because they're doing it
0: one more time. Oh, well, sorry, he actually says,
1: here we go again, motherfucker, and then right, it okay.
0: comes into one more time, motherfucker. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that um, Corey's screams sounded the best they've sounded in the better part of a decade. Um, I don't know if he's been... Using a different technique or what it is Or if he's just on a particularly good run of form But I don't think I've never kind of come away from a Slipknot gig Thinking oh Corey's screens weren't very good But they sounded savage at some points in that set And like noticeably better Which is awesome Um, I thought the band sounded really tight I thought the mysterious new guy Fits in really well It was just the right amount of adding to the Pandemonium Without uh, being too distracting As this kind of nebulous new guy That we don't really know that well um, I thought the set list was really interesting, um, like starting with uh, People who Equals Shit, going straight into Sick, and then going straight into Get This was just like, that's absolute pandemonium. And they didn't even play Left Behind or Wait and Bleed, which for a festival set is really surprising. Uh, so yeah, it was really, really heavy. I thought they sounded great. I thought they looked really cool, and it, and it felt like... Um, It felt like the best kind of almost pure party Slipknot set that they've done it
1: down low. I remember thinking the energy was kind of on the level all the way through. Yeah. Uh, Can we talk about Corey's mask? Um, Yeah. Not too sure about the mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't keen on it. It's not my favourite mask.
0: I think um, I think he needs to work out the um, the makeup side of it. Yeah. Because when he first came out and he um, had the... He the like
2: only in one half?
0: No, he had it like white on one side and like a dark green or a black on the yeah, other. I
2: saw like some near the end and I was really far back. But I was like, why is not he, he hasn't got the full makeup on.
0: Yeah, and no, he's, like, he's done kind he of like... So when he came out, it kind of, it reminded me a little bit of um, when Leatherface has the second mask in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. With the lipstick on and stuff, mm. you know, when he's spinning around at the end. Um, so I like I so there's it, there's definitely something in it that's coming to life more and more with each passing thing, and I like the duality thing, no pun intended, of the colours he uses. But um, he obviously has sweated into it as the things goes on. It becomes this bit of weird, murky mess. Um, so I think it's one of those things that will get tweaked and worked out as they as they go on. Um, I thought the stage show was was good. It was like just enough. It wasn't anything I've not really seen before from Slipknot. I quite like the LED drum risers and stuff. Uh, I thought that was quite cool. Um, but yeah, the atmosphere was as good as I've seen for a Slipknot gig. Uh, they've had the kind of big important ones. They've had the emotional ones that they played after um, Paul died and Joey had left and all the rest of it. Um, and this just felt like Slipknot on top form, smashing out a really great headline set and I had a lovely time. Uh, we should smash through Sunday because we are running out of time yeah. uh, what were your Sunday highlights then I know what Jonathan's is
1: yeah mine was tall obviously and Slayer obviously
0: yeah so well, should we do Slayer first because yeah. um, I mean, it was the final UK show Felt like a you know bit of a special atmosphere because of that. I thought.
1: I thought so very much so. Uh, the only trouble with uh, on outdoor festivals is that they are more prone than most to having the sound getting ripped away by the sound by by the wind. Yeah. And it always happens. It always happens every time I play download. So it's like, you know, it suddenly goes like the sound goes really flat for a few seconds and then comes back again. But that kind of didn't really matter. It was, um, it's everyone was just in yeah just it's an experience for everyone I think just everyone feeling need. Really genuinely everyone's kind of feeling the same kind of thing yeah
0: exactly you know you're in a field with people who are all feeling the same emotional resonance of knowing they're seeing Slayer for the last time For I mean for the mass majority of people in that field mm. um, yeah I thought it was great I didn't think it was quite as good as they were in London but I no. think like you said that's kind of an inevitable em- environmental thing rather than yeah, yeah, a, yeah, absolutely. Um, anything to do with how they played um, but that said, when the sun started to go down and you could really appreciate the light coming, like the red light coming off the stage and the pyro, it really felt like a big moment. Um, who else? Lamb of God were great as well. Just a really solid fucking main stage set. They don't do bad gigs. Same with them on a Amarth. They were great. Um, they brought the dragon out. They had the big Viking head drum, drum riser, um, like bits of pyro and stuff. It feels like a lot more bands are having pyro nowadays do you know what I mean like yeah. you can be fifth from the top on main stage and still be back in Pyro, which is cool and um, I've never seen Special Pumpkins before I enjoyed
1: it I thought but I didn't I'm not a fan of Special Pumpkins but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would yeah, me even too. though he's
0: such a surly front man he's a very surly man isn't he uh, very but, surly but Mirka came out for a song yeah that was cool really and just one of the strangest Mirka and Special Pumpkins did a Black Sabbath cover yeah. just bizarre um, yeah I, I
1: missed it because I had to go and see a Municipal Ways so we were very good oh, well. uh, and Tool was just uh, so Tool I've got a theory here
0: go on I think if you're seeing Tool at a festival headline set, um, I think if you're not already, f- if you haven't already bought into what Tool are all about, you're going to struggle to be drawn in in quite the same way because it felt like two very separate sides
1: of uh, two very separate opinions were coming out of that Tool set to me. Oh, see, I, did, I can't see it like you know my taste in music. So in the office, if I play something in headphones, I hear it in the way I hear it. If I then play it in an office stereo, I hear it how as I think other people will hear it. And I can see how other people wouldn't get it. I could see how other people wouldn't get down it, But I can't step back enough to see how you would not see tall and not just be completely drawn into that huge, massive, gaping maw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that uh, I, I can't conceive of that, of that not affecting you in some way. Mm. Uh, and it was just one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen Wow, all heard. And it's, thing, the other thing as well is that the further back you go, I remember like I'm going to just going to get some a drink or something, and then when you st- when you stand back and you see this, because the, the stage set was incredible, the whole production was amazing, all these pulsing visuals, and and from from a bit more of a distance, it's even more impressive. Mm. Just you you see that just almost this like strange luminous organic creature yeah. that's just like taking over the entire field, and they sounded it's almost impossible to distinguish from a, from a record just the level of pinpoint sound that they had and I, I this is one one festival where I completely lost myself one, one show that set of that festival that I completely lost myself and awesome. um, I can't imagine not being drawn into it
2: See, I like I feel like I'd rather listen to them on record because i like really? things to be going on on stage and to one of those bands that just leave it to the music. And like I said, like I could have just been sat at home watching my computer screensaver and listening to Tool. No. Like what I used to do <laughs> when I was a teenager. Yeah. And like when I was walking through the crowd, like I really like like I like Tool and I was like, Oh I love this song, oh just walking through the crowd. But like to just stand there I would have got bored. Like, I need more things going on. I mean, these two things... I need well, learn. you said
0: you liked them, actually, so maybe my theory doesn't quite work, but these seem to be the two sides of the opinion. I'm, right?
2: not, I'm not, like, obsessed but, with them. I, mean, like to I be fair, them as a teenager, but I'm not, like, a huge fan of um, anything. I
1: mean, to be fair, if you're not looking at the screens, wherever you watch, like, the front person is going to be a bit of a speck in the distance. I like the fact that he, he kind of stood at the back of the stage, and he's a silhouette, and his body language was kind of interesting. And so you can actually make, make more out of it because um, he, he's kind of, he's, you see the silhouette against the screen, so he kind of, so there's, there's, still a, there's still very much an element of performance, actually more so than I thought most front men, and his whole kind of marionette sort of body language I thought was, was kind of really interesting, and just, but the scale of the visuals and was, was something else, and the, the whole lighting, and I, I, I just thought it was amazing. Wow, fair enough.
0: Um, I'll leave the final word to Elle because she she well, well she actually pulled a fast one on me by sending me notes, and then in her tool thing, she says, See my review, which is a little roundabout. Thanks, Elle. Um, but I've gone. Online. It's online. It is. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> you can read the whole thing at Melthammer.com. It is an excellent review. Um, and it finished with Elle saying, On a bill featuring the classic party rock of Def Leppard and the pummeling assault of Slipknot, it's unclear whether the tool had made any new fans. But for the faithful, this is a dream show. The payoff for their patience. A reassurance that their favourite band have still got it. So she liked it very much. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That is just about it for this week. Uh, we had a load of great questions. We can't get to all of them. We'll save some of them for next week. But we'll do this first one. This one is from John Haylock. Uh, don't forget facebook.com forward slash readers if you want to ask us some questions and hang out. Um, John said, which three main and three second stage headliners do you want next year?
1: Go, Someone. Uh, I don't know if they'd be main headliners, although. Um, but my ideal would be Jane's Addiction Reforming. Oh, wow. Mm, uh, okay. And you, you know they'd put on... I think main stage, because you know they'd put on an amazing show, mm-hmm. if, even if they were second on the second from the bill. Oh, no, I know. Th- I actually think they would
0: go second stage headliners if they were booked. Yeah. But it's, yeah but Which is actually, not an insult. I just think no, that's yeah. where they'd sit really well.
2: But then they could be underneath like where Whitesnake
1: are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, he's such an amazing frontman, and their whole kind of carnival stage show towards the late, late towards the later years was amazing. Wow. And Who else? Who ones. else? We've got two minutes. I think second stage would be really good. It would be Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, I saw Alice good. Cooper, but I think
2: he, he should be right at the top where Def Leppard's
1: were. He's not as big as Def Leppard, though. Mm, I think he, he is. pretty much he, he headlined Wacken, but that's Germany. That's different. It's, you know, i like will be happy
0: with it by the way if he did have I'd, I'd have a great time but I could see why he might I think, not
2: I don't know I think he's, he's a household
0: name but he's not as big as De- I don't think he's as big as Death Leopard Death Leopard are literally one of the biggest British rock bands ever mm, I don't
2: know I think he'd draw
0: the crowds he would probably draw the crowds I think if you're if you want to just have a bit of a good time on a Friday night and you know his yeah. playing you'll probably go so yeah I would yeah.
1: just for the sheer and experience of it I'd also love to see uh, Meshuggah do a high Late night, showed lots of crazy pulsing lights. What, on the second stage? Probably, yeah. Love it. Alice, choices? Um, I put Kiss,
2: because they're on there like, end tour. They
1: show.
0: did that, like, two years ago, though, didn't they? Whatever. Well, <laughs> <they're laughs> One again. They like, four
2: years or something, and they don't know when it's going to finish. Bring them back again. But I've never seen them, so I want to see them. Okay. Um, and I said Guns N' Roses,
0: because that was last year, and I didn't get to go, because I was in Mexico. I would back that 100%, even
2: though it'd be a repeat. <laughs> and um, I put Corn... Down and faith no more. Oh I can see where your
0: butters, your bread's buttered. That is like nineties as shit. Love it. Would go to both your festivals. I didn't actually just choose stuff that I wanted, um, because it would just be me going Metallica and Maiden and Rammstein, which has obviously done around a few times. I was thinking if I was trying to book it and trying to book it to be fairly balanced, again, this isn't all stuff I like, but trying to think of how you could book a quite balanced and slightly different download. On Friday night, you're neither of you gonna like this. I've got my chemical romance. Don't like it. It's gonna happen. It at, it's it gonna happen at some point, I'm and so it will draw a fucking massive crowd. Yeah, but
2: didn't didn't that get lost? Stoke when they did like 2006.
0: It, it did, but I think they're it so they're then. well. No, they're bigger now because they've been away.
2: But that was like the pinnacle. Like it was, but
0: <laughs> they are one of. I can't think of many. Bands who could get back together in 2019 or 2020 that would be bigger than My Chemical Romance. Like, they're one of those bands, it's like what happened with Rage Against the Machine, really. Like, they were, except Michael Chemical Romance were bigger than Rage probably when they split up. Like, they were massive at the time, but now they've gone away and their legacy has grown and they've got a whole new generation of fans that would have not even seen them. Mm. Um, and I think it worked. And to, to counter that, on the second stage, I would have Death Tones performing a 20 Years of White Pony set. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a fair balance. No, Saturday, no. I have gone predictable mm-hmm. for this one. Iron Maiden celebrating forty years with a massive legacy of the beast all encompassing set. I wanna see that set again. It was the best set me. ever.
2: <laughs> I don't know if
0: Saxon could quite pull off that billing Very at download rated. but I would Slash definitely I'd be happy to have them on the bill. This is Slash is bigger than Saxon. Yeah, but what I mean is
2: like Slash, like Slash with Miles Kennedy. I don't know. It was like no, I didn't
0: feel that. And then on the second stage, um, uh, I would have Misfits. They haven't done that reunion yet over here. Wow! It would be a big deal. The second stage headline set feels like the right thing for them. People go mental for that. Um, Sunday, um, I'm not a big fan, but I'm a much bigger fan after seeing them last year. I've got Pearl Jam. Um, they are always amazing live they haven't done download yet they're definitely big yes. enough and it spreads to thing out and then headline the and second stage for that I've got ghosts because it's time for them to do yeah. something like that so that'll be my festival headline? the main stage yeah no no okay. personally I don't think they've done enough Who? I think Evanescence uh, Right. I don't think that I think they're caught in the middle ground between they've never technically gone away mm. but they haven't done enough to stay I don't know, ahead they, of everyone do you know what I mean where uh, Hailstorm was
2: though
0: yeah they could have yeah, on the second stage definitely yeah. but the question definitely. was could they headline I mean they're a big band they could probably still fill out an arena in England but um, I just think they a lot of
2: people left them on, on our site
0: yeah 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 I, I, I like, I, I, I'll go to Bat for Evanescence I think for, um, is it Fallen oh I forgot the album name the, the first album is a classic, and I've liked a lot of stuff they've done since, but I think one album in, I don't know, yeah, eight years or something. or something, I don't think it's, they're quite prolific enough to be in people's minds for something like that. Uh, so yeah, I think we're not getting kicked out, so we could do one more question.
1: I like the one about um, the bands you've gone the greatest length to.
0: Yeah okay let's do well let's do a couple more download ones quickly. Um, Sam Welsh said, despite being one of if not the best rock and metal festival in the UK, yeah it is the best rock and metal festival in the UK. Why does Download have such shit TV coverage? BBC shows live sets and daily highlights from Glastonbury and Leeds festivals. Surely Download is being able to warrant TV coverage. Sky doesn't count. There's not everyone has Sky. Um, I thought they did, I thought
2: they were on BBC. I'm sure BBC films some of it. I don't
0: know. I'm not. I don't think they are this year. But the honest science science of that as well is that, um, with all due respect, download isn't as big on a mainstream-facing level as Glastonbury and Reading and Leeds
1: are. No, I think most of the daytime bands wouldn't register with most people. Yeah, like
0: Tool are obviously a massive fucking deal and hugely, hugely important, but they're not going to get the same audience numbers on BBC as Kendrick Lamar. It's just not going to happen. So I'm not sure how that works. I've got no doubt they've looked into it a million times. And I'm sure if they could do it without it being problematic, they would. So who knows? Someone want to take another one? Andy Reid's one basically confirms what Alice was saying.
1: Yeah, do you, do you think any of the bands of Dano's were on the wrong stage? Yeah. Uh, I thought I, yeah, I thought At The Gates should have got a much bigger stage. Yeah. I think they should have been so Andy
0: Reid uh, should have, have specifically said, for example, uh, At The Gates, Ginger, Carcass and Whitechapel have at least been in the Avlos should have at least been in the avalanche stage of dogs, overflowing for them yeah I agree with
1: that I think it's a bit of disrespect to put them on such all, I don't disrespects
0: the right word is it
1: well I don't know it's just I just yeah, think they're such is. seminal bands and um, I know they're they're a headlining but um, just, it feels like they're being shunted out I guess it's kind of like they like
2: inf- their influence, they influenced Half of the band's in, like, on... Yeah, these, these on are the two bands two that
1: started entire genres.
0: Yeah. But do you think people are buying tickets to download to see these bands?
2: I mean, I would be.
0: That is true. <laughs> That's a genuine question. It's not... I'm not putting an opinion on think. I think,
1: think they're... So
2: packed out, and there are a lot of people that are clearly into more extreme...
1: Yeah, I think there's the certainly a constituency that buys um, tickets for those bands. Not all of them, but... Um,
0: I guess the other problem is... So if, you, if you've if got at the gates, where are you going to put them on this bill? Because you have to swap someone out. Because I can't see where you... I mean, this basically really is what happens when you've got a, such a big lineup. Like, something's going to have to be placed somewhere where maybe a lot of people think it's being a bit hard done by. Like, where would you put at the gates? If they're on that Friday, maybe they took the headline, say, because they didn't want to do a... You know, a, a quote-unquote lesser position on a bigger stage. I don't know, but could have put them on the right path, I guess. Given that you said Deadline Ritual didn't pull a big crowd, yeah, that could have worked. Um, yeah, it's a hard one. Where do you put Carcass if they're not playing there specifically? I can't see them really slotting in easily anywhere else. That's a hard one. You know, you can't really begrudge Download putting Enter Shikari headlining a Bigger stage than at the gates of headlining because Enter Shikari play arenas, or at least can play an arena. It's a hard one. I don't know what the answer is. Someone help me find the answer.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think um, that the main stage should be for acts who've kind of, you know, done something really important. Uh, at least at least like the second yeah, half yeah like more
2: the people would be exposed to it then rather than actually having to go into that tent I feel like yeah, people I mean, might have been like oh what is this this is amazing there's loads of people really into this and, and I think it would have been cool for them to have more exposure
0: what well, the veteran bands yeah well, but then you but then you've got the problem of hiding the the young bands that are on the main stage away and not potentially giving them the maximum exposure that they need to then get bigger and move,
1: you know, yeah, music forwards. I mean, do you, do, do I mean,
2: personally would scrap half of the people that are <laughs> <laughs> on the second Leave stage. Leave Godsmack alone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, state champs. They're the important thing.
0: Well, to that crowd. Yeah. If you're into that kind of risks. thing. I
1: mean, no one
2: heard of them for a while now. I'm kind of surprised they're on the second stage. Have they even released anything recently? Never
0: underestimate people's love for beige.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm serious. Never, ever, ever underestimate it. Yeah, it's a hard one. I, I honestly think it comes down to downloads, having booked such a strong lineup. probably, as we said before, in the face of competition from, you know... Metallica touring and Rammstein touring like they needed to book a big bill and I think it's inevitable that a side effect of that is that you're going to get some bands that feel a bit hard done by maybe yeah I mean Carcass they headlined Damnation twice yeah, and and with Damnation but what's the capacity of the the main room of Damnation must be
1: it's means you're overfilled
2: like it yeah, it needs it's, to be. I mean, it it a, it's, a, it's, it's a big
1: crowd. What well, damnation does? Yeah, yeah but but, sure. the, uh, but the but the headline band really does make a difference with um, audience. Yeah, and the fact that they booked them twice shows they got a really big pool. Yeah. So there really
0: is a theme here of extreme and veteran and like I said before, obscure metal bands
1: maybe being a little bit underestimated. I do think so. Yeah. yeah I mean, Interesting. Because there are certain bands that I'm surprised they've never played either there or. Bloodstock, like Soul for instance, where they played it download. All, all bloodstocks because they, they play every European festival, um, and they've ne- the only outdoor festival they've ever played in the UK is Ramblin' Man. They've done Damnation, but it just it just makes no sense. I mean, maybe, some, sometimes it's down to economics. Uh, for band
2: I, I do think like this show had a really strong, sort of more extreme metal lineup,
1: and I think it, did, yeah. it was, yeah,
2: Like with that many, like it was going to bring uh, in like pulling people that maybe wouldn't always buy a ticket I, to download, I, but like having Slayer's final show, yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, lot yeah, yeah, of totally. extreme metal is, yeah, because you got Slayer, Slayer,
0: you got Behemoth, um, Carcass, At the Gates, Neoblivuscaris, Batushka, Mini Waste, yeah, there's a lot there, yeah. isn't there?
1: I thought, I thought it was better on that score than there's more on that score than there is a Bloodstock this year yeah which yeah. is weird for di-
2: like a lot of my friends um, who are into that kind of stuff went to download this year which they don't usually go to they'll go to Bloodstock but they picked to go to download over Bloodstock so I think they yeah. kind of did pull in that crowd um, interesting which was cool it was yeah. nice to see because then like they had tools as well and it was a nice balance really
1: yeah I thought Batushka I mean it's, it's a shame that you know they're probably but long before um, the situation with the Patisco arose
2: that but, um, was a bit of a interesting sound that one it was quite empty actually I heard they like, had
0: some really bad sound issues that meant they couldn't get it all rolling yeah that
2: would that would make sense because it, and it, but it was actually quite dead in there which was surprising to me because I thought they would have
0: it yeah. might depend on who's on the main stage Or who's around the site okay. It's a weird one though Because everything Nothing I mean Don't get me wrong There's stuff like The Who And Underside, And they're, like, they're young excited bands That are doing great stuff right. Patrick got a big crowd So that's great But none of the stuff We're talking about In terms of how we restructure Our download bill Really points to longevity In terms of younger bands Doing well out of that Because we're bas- what we're basically saying is Loads of people that didn't, don't normally Go to download end up going to this one Because there's loads of old bands That they like and mm. I don't mean that with disrespect because Out The Gates are one of my favourite like historically speaking metal bands but the
2: normal crowd with Slipknot and all that kind of stuff so I think it was a nice balance but they maybe should have they maybe should have a bigger third stage mm.
0: for sure but Slipknot and Tool are veteran yeah, okay. metal bands now aren't they they're not young they're, they're modern oh, yeah, yeah, but they're like yeah. Slipknot are a modern metal band they're, they're you know as kind of current as it gets in terms of big metal bands but trip and yeah apparently yeah we should say that actually Alien Weatheries were massive crowds by all accounts so that's great that band are really exciting people Um so yeah kind of a weird victory for metal this year it seems like
1: I thought I mean I thought overall this was, this was by a long stretch one of the better uh, download lineups mm-hmm. I, yeah me too absolutely I think it's much better than last
0: year I mean there's stuff I like that isn't in the metal realm at all like I love Hailstorm and I, you know I like the Anford and all the rest of it but um if if the if the moral of the story is that download booking loads of metal has been a really good thing for download, fucking great, <laughs> It'll yeah. make it continue. Yeah, so yeah, but big okay. ups to them. But maybe also give, add another few hundred people onto the tent if possible. Yeah, okay, <laughs> capacity.
1: I, I wonder as well, is it worth them kind of dropping the pop punk side of things now? I don't. Um, well, it doesn't. It, it does. how
2: much it in.
1: Yeah. Well, you, we say pop punk,
0: but I mean. If you actually look at those lineups, yeah, on the first and the Gimme 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 days, a lot of pop punk. But I mean, Shikari I aren't that, Fever aren't that. I don't think Palo Royale are really that. No, Anti-Fiction not that. that. Was a little bit Black Peaks, Heart of a Coward. It's still that.
2: It's still Black that Peaks have Pyro as well. Just want to add. That the to me is more screamo. What used screamo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's a very dangerous catch-all term. You've just used that. There's probably a lot of people going, "That's
1: a am plugging schoolmate." Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the um, but the I know what you mean. Stage on the um, on the Friday and on the Saturday had no real interest for us as Metal Hammer.
0: Mm-hmm. No, um, but uh, it's a weird thing, isn't it? It's weird to think that that music has been ghettoised a bit of download this year, whereas normally you're used to metal feeling a little bit not not yeah. covered by download, download's always had a massive metal presence to but the extent where loads of people feel that it's a metal, bit metal festival. Like but. Spread
2: out I guess when this year it's like wow there's a lot of metal on there and there's
0: like a whole stage that's just yeah. Metal metal. Like across all four stages on the Sunday you had Tool, Lamagods, a Monomath, um even like under and Cane Hill, Slayer, Dream Theatre and Thrax. Um, like Black Peaks are heavy even if not properly metal yeah. um, Heart of a Coward and then like on the, the other stage you've got Municipal White Whitechapel Alcest Crystal Lake so it's just yeah if you're a metalhead, you're very well for. hooray well done downloads but maybe it'll be good to see uh, some bands given a bit more space in future if possible Christian um, Chamberlain asks what's the greatest length you've gone to in order to see a band live
1: done a couple of things I remember. Well, I started from yeah. <laughs> No, like I was like, thinking distance, mate. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> uh, no, I remember like um, a couple of times. Like you know how much I love uh, Royal Thunder. Yes, and fantastic band. Their first tour, their first UK tour with Paul Barrow got cancelled. It was like duh and then um they came back with Baroness. It's like yes it was their first I oh, was it that gig oh well because the first that was their first ever UK appearance and it just happened to coincide with the first ever UK show by Vodruna uh, what you gonna do so you sounds a south south nightmare yeah so I, well I went to see Vodruna but I travelled up to Manchester to see Royal Thunder and Baroness and got to hang out with them for a bit after which was really nice that's cool but um, one of my other all time favourite bands Woven Hand ran at top of my favourite ever album of theirs uh, Refractor of Europe they had one UK gig, it was the same night as Golden Gods. Can't oh, really get out of Golden oh, Gods. No. So I called my colleague and long-term friend in Paris, Olivier Badan, and said, "Olivier, what are you doing on such such days? I, I don't know. There's well, one coming over to see you, and we're going to, to stay with you, and we're going to see Woven Hand." So I went to Paris just to see Woven Hand play. Wow, that's cool. Because like I was going to miss a London show. Anything like that, Alice?
2: Um, not really. I mean, the.
0: I mean, you're you're not based in London, no, or you weren't based in London. No, so, sorry, did you find it a bit harder to have to travel up in the first place?
2: Not massively.
0: Because if you're based in London, like making an effort for a gig is like, oh, I had to go to Hertfordshire. It was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I went
2: all over. I go to Bristol, Birmingham, London.
0: So yeah, you would actually come down to London for a gig. I think I think yeah. the, the the effort thing is. Very much dependent on where you are. I mean, if you chat to I've anyone been in America, another, like,
2: country there, I know people that have
0: gone to other countries. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you live in America, it's quite normal to have to drive eight hours to go see a band. Yeah, like, that's just standard for most people that go to gigs in America because not all bands can play every mm-hmm. state, let alone every city. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to see. I mean, we're going to Metallica tomorrow, but I'm actually going to see uh, Metallica in Prague with some friends as well. Um, just because would have liked to think we could have gotten we could have got sorted out for the Twickenham gig, okay, but didn't want to take any risks because Ghost was supporting as well, so I was really excited about it. so going to Prague to see that in uh, August, which will be fun. Um, what else? I went to Newcastle to see Maiden back in the day, um, which is about four hours on the train at that point. Uh, again, not really, you know, life-ending amount of time, but mm-hmm. it felt like a big adventure at the time. I
2: mean, go right, <laughs> right, right no been writing off for certain things I guess so that's quite a, yeah. it's quite a drive it <laughs> is but it
1: it's, is especially like the more curated like like boutique festivals like the metal festivals like Roadburn mm-hmm. or Midgars Blur or Beyond the Gates in Norway uh, people do travel from all over the world for those festivals yeah, yeah. Uh, like um, like you're from Japan America people from Australia it's the like same with
2: um, like Desert Fest and some of the London based
0: ones yeah Fair um, yeah, dudes. Yeah. yeah, I always massively appreciate uh, and feel very humbled every time I hear about those, some of the lengths people have to go to to go to a metal gig because that's what it's all about. Uh, yeah, we thought we were going to get kicked out, but we didn't. So we managed to get most of your questions. Um, got one more <laughs> from Alistair McMillan. It's really rude. He said, Mel's disgust at the fact that you can't eat sushi off the floor at a festival which implies there's some foods that you can. What food can be eaten from a festival for you, fucking animal? Well, nothing from download this year.
1: <laughs> no, but I think the. Wasn't that Nor we. I think the mac and cheese I had could possibly have been improved. <laughs> 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 I be on. Just, at least it would be made a bit more earthy rather than some kind of like. No chemical paste or something. I think there's so, some. I just th- felt like I just put loads of flour in my stomach. Like, I think there's some
0: food that you get at a festival which is probably just immune to anything you could throw. So it'll probably be fine. Yeah, I mean,
1: I mean to be honest, most of the food's actually pretty good. Though it's just I think the food at downloads really good. It's just yeah, very, it's just expensive and it's just. I love Yorkshire pudding. It's just expensive. Uh, yeah, eight fifty for like a burger that's really not much bigger than a than, than a your regular McDonald's burger. It was ostrich burger, but it's exactly well, I think $1. you'll find that was in the guest area, and if you bought a burger out in the main, it would have been seven pounds I mean, or a nine re- pounds, more reasonable uh, in price the, in the in the main area. Nine pounds for a jackfruit burger. Well, yeah, how about that? It's worth it for the metal, man.
0: That's what I think. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, L and I are going to be reviewing Metallica, Ghost, and Bacasa, the biggest metal gig of the year. Possibly the biggest metal gig of the last ten years.
1: Very possibly.
0: What's been bigger than Metallica doing Twickenham Stadium made with in Ghost? Them.
1: Yeah, made, no, and that was over a decade ago. Yeah, was Metallica well, doing oh, Wembley yeah. Stadium? God, time flies, doesn't it? I know, right? Did they have Avenged Sevenfold support in that time? Yeah,
0: before? and with Intentation. that was a yeah. lovely day. Uh, but yeah, the biggest gig of the year. We're going to be reviewing it, uh, seeing how Ghost measure up um, on that big ass stage, uh, and Alice is going to be reviewing Copenhagen, I guess. Yeah. Have a lovely time, Alice. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you all enjoyed Download. Thanks for everyone who's been listening. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes or Acast or however you listen. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.